Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to Such a Lady and I'm your host Siobhan. If you are new to Such a Lady, welcome. Get comfortable, turn up the volume, and welcome to your new toxic family. Now, if you are a family tuning back in, <coughs> what's up y'all? Now I'm kidding. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for your support and thanks for your constant feedback. Um, thanks for um, your encouraging words. Just thanks for being you. This week's Such a Lady is Shamila. Um, she will be having surgery this week. So we are definitely sending our Such a Lady prayers with you. We know that everything's going to be fine, but we definitely want you to know that we stand in the gap for you. So um, Such a Lady, keep Shamila in your prayers. All right, so... Um, this week's toxic love story had me all over the place. Like, I legit cannot wait till Monday to talk to y'all. For real. I was going to hop in early and tell the story, but then I was like, nah, because then I mean I'm going to have to do it every time. And I just can't. I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah, I don't want to start something I can't finish. So I was just like, I, I just wait till Monday. So I'm here and I'm excited and listen y'all what's crazy is when I find a story that's old and I didn't know about it I start questioning myself I'm like self where were you like for real like how did you miss this and this story is definitely one like that um then I was like well maybe I remembered it and then I forgot but then I was like nah I would have remembered these folks like I really would have remembered this story so let's get to it. Stephanie Stevens. Now y'all probably didn't heard about Stephanie before. I haven't. And so listen, I was like, girl, you do you doing the most. Now Stephanie was born Stephanie Tate in Louisiana. And she was a model. She was in several pageants. Like she was that girl. Like she she was. Um, she ended up marrying her husband and they had two beautiful daughters. Stephanie ended up going to school to be a nurse. And most people thought it was because she loved helping others, which she probably did. Like at some point, I mean, you, you gotta sign up for a reason to go to nursing school. I mean, it ain't free and it ain't uh, overnight. It ain't no fly by night course, but Stephanie, (laughs) started working at Forest General Hospital in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And when and when she was asked, was she happy to be working there? Stephanie told a colleague, I'm here to find a doctor. <laughs> a doctor, a doctor, I wanna find a doctor. Okay, now Stephanie was still married, but that was just the speed bump in her plan to the top. Like, what is that? I mean, what is a marriage? You can always fix that I mean she was not concerned at all like she had a plan and she was not to be deterred at all so while working at Forest General Stephanie met David who was a respected heart surgeon and founder of Forest General right (laughs) so she was looking for a doctor she found the doctor listen Stephanie wasn't playing no game she knew what she was doing okay but David was married So Stephanie and David were married and David had been married to his wife, Karen, for over 30 years. 
the couple had a son and a daughter together and like they were living the life you know Karen had been with David you know started from the bottom now we here started from the bottom now whole crew is here okay so Karen had been with <laughs> Karen had been with David for forever and so of course she thought that they were gonna be together until the end of time and I'm not sure if it was a good life or if David had been good at keeping secrets, but up until Stephanie came on the scene, I couldn't find any reports of any problems or anything like that. It was, it was, it appeared to be that they had a really nice marriage family. David was highly respected and well spoken of. Now, David was 25 years older than Stephanie. But also, Stephanie's current husband wasn't a doctor. So I don't really think that Stephanie was too concerned about the age difference. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. I think I'm getting sick. But I think she was more concerned about finding her a doctor. A wealthy doctor at that. Um, now, although David was having an affair with Stephanie, he never, ever promised or even offered to leave his wife. So they started messing around. Stephanie got close with David. She said he was a really nice person. And since they were working so closely together in the hospital, it was just inevitable. You know what I mean? Like, everybody does it, right? I, I assume. that. I mean, that's the way she made it. You know what I mean? Um, but David never, ever said, listen, I'm not going to leave my wife. I I'm going to leave my wife. He never said that. Now, Stephanie said that she never promised to leave her husband. But if we're just being honest, I think that if David would have said, I'm going to leave my wife, she would have said, I'm going to leave my husband. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounded good. Like, she wasn't going to say she, she was trying to save face. Like, I ain't going to say I'm going to leave my husband. And not only that. Why she gonna leave her husband when, you know what I mean? I'm sure he was taking care of home. You get what I'm saying? So, um, she was playing the wifey at home and the side piece, you know, at work, at the hospital. Y'all supposed to be saving lives. See, this is what I be talking about. Y'all out here supposed to be saving lives. And y'all, they was probably doing the nasty. And the, okay, so listen. So, anyway. Now, although... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so they're having this affair. And, you know, although they've been married for, Karen and David have been married for all these years, Karen starts to notice that things are different. She can't put a finger on it, but when you're married to someone for that long, you notice when they're moving differently. Even if you don't know why, you know when they're moving different. And David was moving different, and Karen could definitely tell. She didn't know who... He was having an affair with, but she knew something was up and she called him out on it. She was like, David, what's up? Like, for real, like, let's talk to which David was like, okay, I'm caught. Let's fix it. David admitted to having an affair and the couple agreed to work on it. David's wife, Karen, wanted to fix it. And I later found out that Karen was a Libra. And then it hit me. We always trying to fix something. Like, even stuff that we didn't do wrong. 
Like, Karen didn't do nothing wrong. She was a good wife. She was a faithful wife. Her husband did something wrong, but here she is trying to fix it. Like, uh, worst flaw ever. Listen, so they go to counseling and they try to repair the damage. And then Stephanie calls the house. Like, for real. Can you imagine? Here we are working on our marriage and your married mistress calls our house. Like, Stephanie knew what she was doing because David probably told her that they either had to stop with the relationship or they had to, like, you know, scale back, simmer down. And Stephanie was probably like, not not today, Satan, not today. Like, this is not, no. Like, you thought that's what we was going to do, but that's not in my plan. So I'm going to fix something. <laughs> I'll fix this. So she calls to David's house. Karen answers the phone. Y'all, oh my gosh. Why she ain't never called a house before? That's, I mean, I got, why she ain't never called a house before? So now they working things out and here you come calling. Like a dude when you get in a new relationship and he pop up like, hey, big head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, you know, you pop up with a new man on, you know, social media. And then, you know, the other dudes start DMing you like, you know, I always knew you was the one. Like, boy, stop playing with me. Go play in traffic. Don't play with me. I don't want no stop. Like, you should have you kept me when you had me. All right? But, well, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for Karen. Because David goes to leave and his wife pulls out a, revol- a revolver. And they get to arguing. Now, David's daughter, she wasn't there, but after the fact, David's daughter says that David was going to leave to cool off because they had gotten into a fight behind this call when Stephanie called and he was just going to go cool off. David's daughter said that her mom, Karen, picked up the revolver and she went after David to show him like, hey, I'm going to kill myself and to see him killing herself, like watch him put the revolver in her mouth. Well, while she was going after David, she tripped and fell. Well, there are other reports that say that David was there with her and he had talked her out of, you know, um, shooting herself. But then when she turned to walk away, she slipped and fell and the gun went off. Well, either way it goes, Karen was shot in the head and she was rushed to the hospital. Um, where she would tell the police that it was an accident before slipping into a coma and being on a ventilator for a month where she eventually passed away. Now, after the death of his wife, David decides that, I guess, life is short and the heart wants what the heart wants. So a year after his first wife's death, Him and Stephanie get married, but they don't just get married. They don't go to a church and get married. They don't go to a chapel and get married. They don't. They get married at David's house, the house that Stephanie, I mean, the house that Karen um, killed herself at. Like, I don't, like, to me, that's how you know that Stephanie really didn't care. Because, like, we not finna even sleep at this house. We not even finna stay here, like, at all. 
but let alone we finna stay here and then we finna get married at the house. No, not today. No, not today. Not tomorrow. Not next week. But Stephanie had, was on a mission. So when you on a mission, you don't let listen. That's 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 small to a giant. Listen, that wasn't nothing to her. She had plans, and that wasn't gonna stop it. So they got married at the house that David shared with his first wife. The house she accidentally shot herself at. But again, like I said, that was okay with Stephanie because she married a doctor and she wasn't going to be in that house for long anyway. Um, (laughs) But now that she was a doctor's wife, she had to shop like one. And it takes, you know, two to tango. But everybody in Hattiesburg blamed Stephanie for the disillusion of David's first marriage. I kid you not. Like everything I read, everything I watched... They called Stephanie every name in the book. Loud, obnoxious, rude, show off. But I never heard a bad word spoken about David. Not one. Not one single word. And I will never understand why the man gets a pass. You know what I mean? Like, even David's daughter was like, she killed, you know, my mom. And I'm like, and she never said anything bad about her dad. She was like, and then after, you know... My mom was, you know, gone. My dad came and he told me. And just hearing the pain in his voice, I couldn't help but to forgive him. So I'm just like, okay, so you forgave him. And everybody is just loving this doctor. But Stephanie is just, you know, Satan. And I'm not saying she was perfect, but I'm just saying he wasn't either. Like, don't don't do that. Like, wrong is wrong. That's all I'm saying. Now, Stephanie and David have this house built, and it's beautiful. It's everything Stephanie wanted. It was her dream house. It was nice. Over $600,000 house. It was really, really nice. Really nice. But shortly after marrying and this having this beautiful wedding and getting this beautiful house built, Stephanie's dream turned into a nightmare when David has a brain aneurysm and the hepatitis C that had been asymptomatic was now causing problems. David also suffered from an aggressive form of diabetes. So he had a lot going on, like for real, it was a lot going on. Like, and his diabetes was so bad that it caused him to have to wear insulin pump 24 hours a day. Now, all of, the, all of the health issues, you know, caused David to have to stop practice, stop practicing. I mean, because you have to be 100%. Like, you're working on people. They're hard. Like, and so David was no longer in a position to where he could, you know, perform at 100%. So he had to step down, which broke his heart. And I mean, it broke my heart to hear it. Like I'm saying, I think him and Stephanie was both wrong, but just to hear that something that you've worked so hard for, you have to step down and it's not because it's something you want to do, but it's something you have to do. Um, it broke my heart, but it also broke his pocketbook because David went from bringing in over $60,000 a month to just over 6,000 a month after he was no longer able to work. And I mean, I can't relate at all. Not even to the 6,000. I can't. 
I don't know about it. I mean, you know, I'm going to get there one day, but I'm just saying. So, I, I, I'm i just saying that was a lot of money. And so, to go from that to $6,000 a month had to be crazy. Like, especially for Stephanie when she was in it for the money. You know what I mean? And with her no good self, I mean, she had been in a bad accident along with her own health problems. So the two of them together didn't even make half of a person. It was sad. It was real sad. And then David was depressed because of everything that was going on. And of course, you know, I mean, Stephanie was 25 years younger than David. So he knew what she was about. He knew what she was in for. And so once he wasn't able to afford her the lifestyle that she was accustomed to, I'm sure that he knew that she was going to start acting funny. Like, let's just be real. Let's call a spade a spade. And Stephanie was a spade. That's it. That's all. Um, because once the money wasn't there no more, colleagues heard her say, well, I guess I'm going to have to start going back to work and David this and David that. And like, she, listen, now don't get me wrong. She just hearing her talk. She, she was not, she did not come off as a very likable person at all. She did not. Oh goodness. She did not at all. But she said she loved David and the couple would go on and they would do commercials for these campaigns so that David could get this liver transplant so that he could get better. Like, like it was like she hated him, but loved him at the same time. So, you know what I mean? But David knew and his friends and some of family members said that David was getting sick of her too. You know what I mean? But when times get stuff that when times get tough, that's when you really see in relationships what they're made of. Like if the foundation is strong, if it's built on, you know, sand or if it's built on concrete. You you get what I'm saying? So when they got when they were living this life and everything was good and David was bringing in the 60,000 you know what I mean? The problems could be swept underneath the rug. And I know people say all the time that money can't buy you happiness, but you know what I'm saying? It can sure buy you happy things. And so Stephanie was buying things to make her happy. But then once the money wasn't there, then she had to sit with the problems and she had to sit with David and his problems and she wasn't with it. And David was like, you know what? Mm, I don't really think this is the person I want to spend the rest of my days with. And so he was thinking about divorcing her. You know what I mean? And so both of them had their own thoughts. Stephanie was like, dude, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. And David's like, "Mm, dude, (laughs) you right about that. You know what I'm saying? Like they both got something they didn't sign up for but that's what you get when you go just for the outside you know what I mean you don't really let somebody get to know somebody David was worried about this girl's flesh you had a whole wife at home who was 10 toes down for you and you over here playing with this nurse anyway so one night they go to sleep and David didn't wake up Stephanie wakes up to find her husband dead and she calls 911. 
due to all the illnesses David had had, it should have been an open and shut case. At least that's what Stephanie had hoped for when she called four days after David's death looking for the death certificate. I'm not going to play with y'all. I'm not. Like, I mean, I understand. Okay, so let me stop playing. If you if you didn't kill your spouse and you calling because you, you literally need to go with something because, you know, when, when someone passes away, life doesn't end. You know what I mean? Bills have to get paid. Life has to go on. Children have to be taken care of. But when you did kill your spouse and you call in the coroner's office four days later and you already acting guilty, listen, they finna look into you. Just know that. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at the messenger. (laughs) Don't. They gonna look at you. So if any of y'all planning on killing, don't just listen to the stories. Take heed. It ain't worth it. Just leave. So the coroner says that, I mean, you know, they come in, they, they draw two vials of blood to be exact. And Stephanie finds this out when she calls to find out about, you know, the death certificate and she loses it because she don't know why they, why they didn't just bury this man. He had all these issues so why why didn't they just put him in the ground? Why they running stuff? They doing too much. That's 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 what Stephanie said. She said they doing too much. The coroner said that he normally doesn't, but the way that she acted at the scene made them definitely run a toxicology report. And how did Stephanie act at the scene? You guys might want to know. She removed the bat- the batteries from the insulin pump. Now, why? Because this particular insulin pump only had a two-hour history. So as long as the battery was out of it for two hours, you couldn't track the history. Well, when they came in and they saw her removing the batteries, they were like, what's going on? Why are you doing that? And she was like, because it kept beeping, maybe because, you know, he, he passed away. But they couldn't figure out If it was beeping, why didn't you just shut it off? Why did you have to take the batteries out? And then not only that, she was trying to get a hold of the, the, the insulin cap that was in there. You know what I mean? So she was, she was, she was acting guilty. You know what I mean? So she was telling on herself, well, it comes back and the report, the, the, the toxicology, the toxicology report comes back and Stephanie was no longer looked at as the widow, but more so now a suspect. But that's all she was really, was a suspect. Because they they had to find out more information. What they found out from the toxicology report was that David had um, a tomodite in his system. And this is a general anesthesia that's used in hospitals. Now, although David was a heart surgeon and Stephanie was a nurse and both of them had access to these drugs, there was no reason that this drug should have even been in David's system to begin with. So they got a court order to exhume David's body. Now, while the state was making the case against Stephanie, she decided that she was going to move on because she really felt like she didn't do nothing. Like, like 
y'all can't do nothing to me. Like, I didn't do anything. So she got a $80,000 annuity check from David. And she took that money and went to Vegas for a luxury chop shop wedding. I'm for real. She took along another couple and Stephanie, she's Stephanie, 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 why come I don't, I can't see y'all, <laughs> Stephanie, Steph, Steph spared no expense going through that $80,000 in a month, for real, I kid you not. I'm just saying, Lord, I'm not even going to lie. If you give me $80,000, I will do better than Steph did. I will. And I will get her name right. I was doing just fine up until now. I don't know. Listen, this is how y'all know that (laughs) there's something wrong with me. Now, this third time around, Stephanie, Steph had the money. So I guess she could marry for love. I mean, why else would she marry the handyman that she had only known for a couple of weeks? It had to be for love. Either that or a brother was putting it down in the room. And I'm going to go with number two for 300, Alex, because how you know you love this man in a couple of weeks? Uh, But you know what he can do in the room in a couple of weeks. And I think that Stephanie was with it. Y'all said it. Go ahead. Get it. I did it. But I'm not going to chance that again. So Steph was like, I'm finna go live my best life. And they go through that $80,000 in four weeks, y'all. Four weeks. Oh, man. I, I just can't get past it. I probably said that, but four weeks, I'm just like, okay. Now, while Stephanie, Stephanie, <laughs> while Steph is living her best life, the case against her is getting stronger and stronger. Like, the detective finds out that David had a deferred compensation plan with MetLife for $732,000. And each year on May the 1st, they would send a letter asking if he wanted to cash out, which David would sign and send back saying no, he didn't want to cash out. He wanted to keep the money there. But after David died, the detective finds out that MetLife received the letter and it was signed and dated by David on April the 30th, the day before he died and the day before the letter was sent out. So what's so crazy about it is what they're saying is that either she had made a copy from the year before Or another thing that I read is that MetLife sent out the letter on May the 1st. She signed it, dating it April the 30th, the day before he died. When MetLife didn't receive something back, they sent out another letter on June the 1st asking him, hey, what do you want to do? Let us know, which... Steph sends, she sends the letter back and says, hey, cash me out. And they're like, okay. But by this time, they're looking into this as a homicide. You know what I mean? They're like, something's not right. They compared the signatures. That, along with the drugs found in his system, 
were enough to charge Stephanie with the murder of David. So they went to Broadway. I mean, they went to trial. (laughs) I say Broadway, though, because this was the first trial in Mississippi to have live cameras in it. And baby, when I tell you Steph put on a show, she put on a show, baby. She did not. She held nothing back. And to think you're on trial for the murder of your husband. And what they were stating was that Stephanie gave her husband the drug, um, atomidite, and that caused him to be really, really sedated. And then she ended up giving him another drug. Acrotrim. I probably said that wrong. I can't even get Stephanie's name right. See, I got it right. Okay, she gave him Acrotrim, which when used in a hospital setting, you're supposed to be immediately put on a ventilator. When used outside of a hospital setting, if you're not put on a ventilator, then you suffocate to death. So his that was how the state said that she killed him because how are you going to get this grown man to just let you kill him well they said that she used his insulin pump and she was the person who helped him and put it in so they said that she put it in and she injected him with these drugs and although it wasn't put directly into his bloodstream it was put through his um, insulin pump. It went through slower, but it still worked. And so while David was supposed to be sleeping, he was literally suffocating to death. Like, can you imagine? Oh my goodness. Like, oh, and then you in a room with him watching this man, like, uh, girls, let me stop. Okay. So she in the courtroom and she she's smiling, she giggling because she honestly believes that she doesn't the, she's not going anywhere. And then the case, the the state brings out their star witness. Now they they were going to bring out her her handyman husband, but he was in jail. And I was curious cuz I'm nosy to know why he was in jail. Well, he was in jail because he had tried to um hire someone to kill his girlfriend so you you were charged with seven years so you were in prison yeah you weren't in jail you were in prison son was in prison so he could come testify against her he couldn't or he didn't you know what i mean because he he was busy he was locked up and so they called the girlfriend of the couple that went with them to vegas and they said that um and she stated that stephanie told them that she killed David, went into detail, told how many drugs were used, how it happened, and all of that. So, listen, she was giving all the tea, and the tea was hot. But then Steph's team comes, and they're like, well, you know, it sounds good, but isn't it funny how all the stuff that got stolen from Steph's house ended up in your storage shed? In your in your in in your 
place where you have your stuff locked up at? And she's like, okay, well, yeah, that kind of do make sense. And it kind of do look funny. But that's only because her husband, the one that's locked up, they won't let him out, put it in there. And he couldn't come get it. So, like, don't play me. Play with your mama. That's what she was like. Like, I know what the girl told me. Like, how would I know this? And so, like, they had a lot of circumstantial evidence. But if you have enough circumstantial evidence, it starts to build up. They have the the, the drugs in David's system that he possibly couldn't have done himself. They have the um, the compensation that she signed that definitely couldn't have been David to get the money that wasn't hers. And then the way that she was acting, she was spending this money that like it was water. Like the more that you thought about it, and I mean there were there were other things, but we're we're 32 minutes into it. Like I could keep on going, y'all, but listen, like I said, it was a crazy, crazy story. Stephanie Steph ended up getting ended up being sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which I think she definitely deserved. Um I think she played a part in the murder of Karen. And I think that she definitely killed David. But it also goes to show you that sometimes what we want is really not what's good for us. David thought that he wanted Steph. She was pretty on the eyes. She was a model. She was 25 years younger. He was ready to give it up. You know what I mean? He was he was ready to give it all up, live his best life with this lady. And all the time she was plotting on him. I'm just saying, make it make sense. But I'm going to let y'all go. It's been a pleasure. I love Mondays with y'all. I absolutely do. I thank y'all for tuning in to such a lady. And if you are waiting on your side to leave your toxic relationship, this is it. This is it. You deserve more. You're worth more. You deserve better. And you can't have it until you decide it. I can't want it more. Your mama can't want it more. Your friends can't want it more. You have to want it more. So today, decide that you want more. And if you need help, you can always reach out to us. Or you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. And I also found out that you can text them at 88788. That's 88788. So y'all, if y'all don't even want to talk to nobody, y'all can text these folks. Because if y'all like me, I'm a texter. I will watch you call me and then text you and be like, hey, what's that? What you need? Y'all pray that I get better with that. Like, how you gonna be great and you don't like to talk to people on the phone? I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, that's enough about that. I'll meet y'all here same time next week. But until then... Don't forget to be great on purpose. And if it's something that you've been wanting to do and you've been scared to do it, do it scared. Because every week I come on here and I'm scared to do this, but I know that my family got my back. And I know that when I mess up saying folks' name like Stephanie and it turns into whatever I was saying, y'all still love me. And I continue to keep doing it every week scared. So listen, if I can do it scared, you all can do it scared. But look how far we've come. What is this? Our 69th episode. Y'all look, we just look fair in the face and say either hop in a passenger seat or get out because we doing it with or without you.
we're going to be great on purpose with, with or without you. All right, y'all. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.